Downloading verbally committed. Welcome to verbally committed. Well, first of all, what kind of mythical powers does a sun devil have? We've got to consider that. Verbally? Yeah, yeah, you like that one? Let that one soak in for a minute. Committed. Well, what do you think? What kind of questions are? I mean, I'll answer your questions, not your insults. I'm not going to, so quit asking. What else do you want to know? See, I'm bitterly disappointed. Can't make that any more clear. Now, Connor Ryan and Mike Gilligan. Oh, welcome back to Verbally Committed, folks. Episode number 10. We have made it to the double digits here, at Mike Gilligan. The Jamal Lord episode. Just kidding. Not really. Uh, not <laughs> That's a bad idea. Uh, the Marshawn Lynch episode. Let's go with that. Marshawn Lynch. He wore number 10 in college. That's a good one. Uh, did he? Marshawn, yeah, he did. I, I'm pretty sure he did. If not, I sound like an idiot right now, but that's nothing new. Uh, I'm Connor Ryan. The other one is Mike Gilligan. What's going on tonight, Gilly? I am chilling tonight. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a beautiful. Um, what day is it? Wednesday. Wednesday night. So uh, I'm happy as a clam over here. Other than um, obviously the the awful uh, college sports news that we'll get into shortly. <laughs> oh, and we <laughs> we folks, we are going to get into it and all of it. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch uh, wore number ten at Cal. He also wore twenty four. Uh, I don't know if that was like freshman year or something, but. For the most part, he wore 10. When he was relevant at Cal, he wore number 10. So, um, yes, the Marshawn Lynch episode of Verbally Committed. I'm, I'm glad we uh, established that. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get into that, folks, because this is this might be the episode that catapults us into another stratosphere. Uh, this is going to be uh, a, a contentious episode. This might be our biggest episode yet. Um, I mean, we, we've had guests on, we've had big name people on through our first 10 episodes, but this, this one will be who it's, it's going to be contentious. I'm good. I, a Nebraska fan, I'm going to take a blowtorch to this episode. I'm just telling you that right now. Um, but first let's, uh, let's do our normal plugs here. You can follow us on Twitter at pod verbal commit. If you don't already, um, the hell's going on with you upstairs. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at verbally committed, same ideals there. Uh, but then also, uh, you can also find us on couch guy sports. Cause that's who we are presented by what is couch guy sports, uh, their website, there's blogs on there all the time. Uh, I just wrote one today, a long one, a very passionate one about Nebraska versus the big 10, which we're going to get into, into this episode. It's a very juicy blog. It's one I'm pretty proud about. I I'm, I'm happy with this one. I put a lot of. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears into that blog today. And uh, it was well done. Tears. Thank you, Gilly. Appreciate yeah. that. It was yeah. over two thousand words of me just typing it out. And uh, my wife even started reading it tonight, and she was like, "Oh my god, you wrote a lot!" And I was like, "I had a lot to say, and I still have a lot to say." Started started flowing out. You just I was gushing. Just, I was sweating how fast I was typing. I was wiping my brow <laughs> every five seconds, like, "Oh, got a Scott Frost, Big Ten, Kevin Warren." Yeah, just, uh, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, so yeah, tell you what. Also, shout out to uh, any any new listeners that are hearing yeah. us via Sports Country Internet Radio. Um, we just joined the uh, the lineup, so uh, we're happy to be part of that uh, that family over there and be part of that uh, that network as well. So if you're just hearing us for the first time, um, I'm sorry, but but also <laughs> welcome. 
I was going to say, uh, Sports Country Internet Radio from Middletown, Connecticut. Boy, they uh, picked a great time to hop on the verbally committed bandwagon with what happened this week because it is wild and crazy. And uh, like I said, this episode, I think is going to, there's going to be a lot of passion uh, from this voice here in this episode because, um, boy, things have been wild in college football, and especially for the team that I like to root for, as you all know by now, listening to this, um, which is the Nebraska Cornhuskers. So, Gilly, you're going to say something. Go ahead. Um, speaking of Nebraska, I, I think that uh, we should revise our uh, the, the 10th episode um, to the Tyron Lue episode, uh, oh. who wore number 10 at Nebraska. Okay. I was going to go with uh, – well, I started with Jamal Lord, but I'm glad I changed it. Um Roy Halu, that's another number 10. Ah, that's yeah. weird for a running back to wear number 10 to me. It's college. Both him dude. and Lynch. It's college, dude. It's I know, but still. Wild West, you can wear whatever the hell you want. You can wear what? zero. You can wear zero now. We were being deprived of players wearing zero in college football this year. That was, this was supposed to be the first year they could do it. Gone. <laughs> Sucks. Um, so, yeah, Couch Guy Sports. Check out all the podcasts on there. Uh a new show coming out with me and Steve Scott called, um, oh boy, I, I forgot the name of it already, but um, crap, I sent, I showed Gilly the logo for it. Oh, okay. So it's about fantasy Dude. sports. Yeah. It's about fantasy. Sp- Actually, Gilly helped come up with the name. I did. I, I didn't <laughs> give you credit here, Gilly. You came up. You so I should remember as well. But <laughs> so it's a fantasy sports show. We're going to start with fantasy football. Um, hopefully we get football at all this year, but we're going to start with fantasy football. It's going to be on YouTube, just a quick, easy 15, 20 minute show. Um, but for you to get your fantasy football fix and then basketball, and then of course, baseball, because me and Steve are obsessed with that. Uh, but it's called your fantasy two dudes, fake balls. Very, uh, (laughs) mic drop. Yeah. (laughs) Phone drop. Boom. Um, boy, what? Very uh, big innuendo there, folks. But sex sells. What can I say? Yes, that's two dudes. The majority of listeners are just going to be intrigued by that. Say, ooh, you know what? Let's let's check out this YouTube channel. We are five minutes into our show, and Sports Country Internet Radio is already like, what in the fuck is this? Um, (laughs) We sign ourselves up for. We are about to get the two a.m. slot. Uh, yes. first country internet radio instead of it. We're right now, we're supposed to come out every Thursday afternoon at two o'clock Eastern. Uh, we are about to be coming out at uh 2 a.m. on Fridays instead, but anyways, way too, much, may, way too much balls talk for 2 p.m. in the afternoon, Eastern yeah. time at least. So, I don't know, you're gonna, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, see. They, I don't know if they'll pick up your uh, your 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 fantasy show with Steve, but uh. But we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, it's only supposed to be like a YouTube show. So I don't think we're going to make it a podcast. It'll just be a quick, fun YouTube show. Okay. We'll a bunch of topics. Um, Steve, as you know, Gilly, for some reason, is a fantasy genius. So I'm already looking forward yeah, to the arguments we'll have where I say, oh, you're an idiot for believing that. And then it's going to work out for him. And I'll have to eat crow. So um, he'll be like, Josh <laughs> Allen will be a top five quarterback this year. And I'm like, no, Steve, he won't even be in the top 15. And then come November, Josh Allen's like the second best quarterback behind fancy quarterback behind Mahomes. I'm sitting there like, God damn it. Well, you know what's interesting though? He he has a good strategy or he he'll have like a bunch of big takes on it. And then if there is a correct one, he'll harp on that. And it kind of True. takes away the the fact that a few of them weren't um, 
did not hit. Like Michael Thomas yeah. is big. Like oh, Michael Thomas is going to be great. Which Michael Thomas is great. He might be the the best wide receiver. He's got a case for it at least, um, in terms of fantasy or even in real life, I guess. But you know what I mean. But then then there are a handful of those other ones where it's like so and so, like like even Josh Allen to some degree last year, where it's like all right, well he's not he's not going to have a Mahomes type season, but. And then who was the catcher? There was a baseball one he made with me, which he, he owes me a dollar or something from it. Because uh, uh, who was it? Jorge Alfaro. That's what we, I was like, in terms of them making the trade, the Marlins and the Phillies, they traded a prospect away for JT Real Muto. And I was like, oh, man, that's a good trade for the Phillies, even though they gave a prospect. Real Muto's best catcher in the league by a, by a lot. And I remember it being like, well, I think Alfaro is going to be within 100 points in fantasy. And he was not. So... Hmm. So I, I guess I should have made more of a stink of that. I've been like, yeah, rally the right. troops. Well, <laughs> we have a lot to dive into tonight. A lot to dive into. A lot to talk about. So let's 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 get into it. The the pleasant already. Oh my god, night. I'm already. I'm <laughs> I, I might interfere for this one for this episode tonight or a few. So let's let's dive into the big news. Okay, we'll start. The Mac canceled their football season. Um, on Saturday, which was a couple of days. the bit, So last week when we talked to you guys, we're getting pumped with Rich because the Big Ten releases their schedule on Wednesday. Practice was set to start on Friday, and it did. And the Big Ten, for all intents and purposes, was saying we are less than a month away from playing college football. And it was like, holy shit, it's coming. This is real. They're going to try it. The MAC cancels their season on Saturday. Okay, no problem. We get it. What are they going to do? They, yeah, they said it. They're like, look, we can't even afford the testing process that the Power Five conferences are providing their students. It's not fair to have us ask our students to have to deal with less. Perfectly understand that. Makes sense, especially when they don't have their uh, big-time payday games with usually the Big Ten teams where they get a million dollars to go lose to Ohio State. Makes sense. They don't have that money anymore. Yeah. Well. So the Mac cancels, and then a couple hours later, all of a sudden, here comes all these rumors of, like, I guess that was the big domino to fall. Who would have known? The Mac. Everyone starts saying, okay, college football is now doomed. And then all of a sudden it came out, the Big Ten's going to cancel here soon. I was like, wait, what's going on? The Big Ten tried to, like, quiet it a little bit. Um, there was a false report, right, that the, the president yeah, already voted, report. or at least supposedly false. Who knows if they just tried to well, I think it until – Yeah, until they could, like, make a formal – announcement but basically the president had a, like an emergency phone call on saturday sunday night and 12 out of the 14 teams in the big 10 voted to cancel the season or postpone it to the spring which is not going to happen anyways but whatever and the only two teams yeah. that voted to keep playing were iowa and nebraska so let's start with the big 10 we'll, we'll dive into nebraska in a little bit here because again there's a lot to dive into with them um but the big 10 how do you announce your schedule on Wednesday and then six days later cancel your season? I don't understand what goes through. And Kevin Warren, the new commissioner for the Big Ten, get used to hearing his name a lot. So Jim Delaney was the commissioner for the Big Ten for many, many years. He steps down. Kevin Warren takes over. Kind of a shady pass from what I've seen on Twitter, but that's Twitter. I can't. You can't listen to everything on there. But uh, especially from the perspective of my Twitter right now. But um like how and he said like oh we didn't see enough change in six days dude for a global pandemic that's been going on for six months you get it six days to see a change what are you talking about what is going on 
the Big Ten's decision to cancel their season baffled me because why? where's the rush, Gilly? Why do you need to feel like you're the first conference to announce we're canceling the season? I can understand maybe not like letting teams get to the brink of the season before pulling the plug, but like what was the rush of like, okay, we have to do it absolutely this week. I, I don't really – I don't really understand. It smells like incompetence, realistically. It right. sounds like it feels like the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. Meanwhile, it should be like one kind of like full force entity where it's like, you know what? If there's a chance that within a week we just completely we, we have this vote and we suspend play or, or postpone to the spring, then let's hold on the schedule. Like, how does that uh, you're right. That, that makes zero sense. If there's a, a, a semblance of a chance of you canceling the season um, or postponing, however you want to call it. Um, that, that's just asinine to, to release the schedule and then within six days to, to be like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> that's what I don't get. Now, the, the one thing I will say that is the issue here is, I guess, and, and Dan Patrick is actually kind of the one who broke the story, I think, about the Big Ten canceling their season. Oddly enough, Dan Patrick, of all people, um, it, it, he basically said this is like the big 10 is going to come out and say, Oh, it's for the safety and player or safety and health of the players, coaches, yada, yada, yada. But the real reason behind it, and this is why the university presidents got involved instead of the athletic directors was that it was liability issues that if a kid got sick, they could turn around. And I don't know this is, this is true. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know anything about league legalities of anything, but basically it became a liability issue where like maybe agents for, these players, when they turn pro, could turn around and say, hey, you screwed up my guy because he got sick. The heart condition thing um, that we've seen with the Red Sox pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, I guess there's a couple of players for like Purdue that had that issue because they contracted coronavirus or something like that. Um, but it's just sad that it kind of turned into a political and legal thing in the end instead of just let the kids play. That was kind of Bomani Jones's take too, to be honest, in terms of like, I remember seeing him say, and I know people feel some type of way about Bomani Jones, but he's usually as hard-headed as he is. I feel like he he does make good points and he comes from like a, an economics and legal background. Um, so I, I, I enjoy him on Twitter at least. Uh, but he, he had a, a kind of a, a tweet that uh, simplified it where he said, it's simple to me. If I'm a university president and kind of speaking to what you say, um, if one of our players dies, if I don't have an answer for that, then uh, that's where the the kind of like legal issues and the liability comes into play where it, it might not be feasible from that perspective. So, yeah, and, I feel like I that's mean, where Twitter kind of took off with that sort of where it's like, you know what, if there's a chance of that, which I mean, realistically, there's always a chance. So it's not it's right. not as cut and dry as it might seem. But but I do understand to some extent where it's like, all right. And that was um, but. I'm sure we'll get to, to some counterpoints to that, like Scott Frost had mentioned. So yeah, let's, let's I mean, take it back to like what happened next, I guess. Right? I was saying, Kevin Warren did come out and say like there is in his decision making, like he's like, OK, we posed like these 10 questions about the upcoming season. And a lot of it was, I don't know. Well, no shit, dude. Nobody has gone through this yeah. type of season. It was going to be unprecedented the entire way. We have no idea if these experiments can work like we there is no answer for him dude like that's not a good enough answer at least to me as to why you can't play this year um like you can't be the nba or the nhl and go into just a bubble that's not possible you can't do it i you, there's no way you could be able to do that you had to kind of be like major league baseball and travel 
um, from place to place. And I got into a little bit of a Twitter argument with uh, Jake Morocco of Crossing State Lines about this, where he was like, dude, it's impossible. He called Scott Frost an idiot for wanting to play and saying kids were safer on campus uh, and playing and being with their teams than not, or something like that. Or, or Frost is something about like, you're not going to contract the disease on the football field. Um, so why are we canceling the games? Um, and I said, I, I agreed with Scott. Cause like, look, the big 10 already said, you're going to test twice a week, three days before the, your next game. So I'm going to assume that everyone that takes the field is healthy. Um, you, every team at that level at power five level, they take a chartered plane or a bus or whatever, and they'll all go to the hotel together. They will be quarantined in that hotel. And for people that are like, well, you're going to spread it around the hotel and to the workers. What do you think? Do you think the NBA players are making their own beds in Disney world? No, somebody else is going in there. There is risk everywhere you go. There's no way you cannot have risk, but like you are able to limit it a little bit. Um, with Nebraska traveling to like an Ohio state or something. And with baseball, the issue with it is too, is when a team goes on a road trip, they're hitting like three cities one week. That's the issue too, is they're going from yeah. city to city to city. They're bouncing all over the place. These kids are traveling one city may, once or twice, maybe three times if it's a bad scheduling uh, a month. That That's not quite as bad as like Major League Baseball, and we're seeing with the Marlins, with the Cardinals, and you know the Indians with Clevenger and Plezak, where they had to get shut down because they're going out and doing whatever. That's wait. Quick side note: Did you see that Stephen A. reaction to that? I think I said it to you. Funny. So funny when Stephen funny. A. was like just processing that. Like, so you're telling me that one of these players came back at 3 a.m. and the other player didn't come back at all? And yeah. it was like. Yes, Stephen A. That's it's, it's like his yeah, mind. Like, like, uh, yeah, one of, them, one of them slept somewhere else that night. They must there could have been sex had. And I was just Wait that up. cracked me I, up. I did. I, which one was it, tweet. by the way? Was it Plezak that didn't come I back? Plezak state. Uh, Plezak didn't come back. Yeah, Clevenger did. Okay. okay. I did All see right. a funny That's funny. <laughs> I did see another funny tweet today of uh, like a, a reporter or play-by-play guy for a hockey team walking around the NHL bubble and he found like a broken uh, or like an open condom wrapper on the ground. He's like, somebody's having a much different experience than I am. <laughs> That's funny. Well, and also too, I mean, one thing where I know it's, it's, it's funny in that term, um, but it is kind of, it is messed up with that situation where it's like, dude, yeah, Carlos Carrasco risking it all yeah. like just recovered from, a potentially life-threatening oh, illness yeah. and disease. Like and you're, you're just screwing around um, by literally quite literally yeah. and just like expecting it to be okay. Like that, that's not okay. If that's your, I don't know. I'd be furious if I was Carlos Carrasco or his family, but, um, but yeah, the, the Stephen A reaction at least was, it was comical. It was like, but yeah, so, I mean, that's a, that could be an issue realistically too um, for, uh, but again, like you said, if you're not traveling as much from the college perspective, it is a different ball game, no pun intended, than what baseball is dealing with, where it's like, all right, the Red Sox are going to be in three cities within one week, and they yeah. need to kind of, I don't know, it, it's trickier to manage rather than you got a game on Saturday. You, you kind of, it's more feasible in that regard, in my opinion, right. too. But, um, but yeah, I'll let you continue. No, I'm sorry. And that was I part of that, Stephen. I understand there are a lot of people that. I understand there are a lot of people that are like right now sports during Corona equal bad, no matter what, like I understand that, but here's the other thing you have to understand too. And maybe I'll get into this when I talk about Nebraska, but in the big 10, where we are in the Midwest, 
coronavirus is a different situation than what you guys and many of you now listening in New England are dealing with. A lot of you had to wear masks right away. You had to quarantine in your home, stay home from work. I'll be honest, I've gone to work every day. I've gone to the office every day and I don't wear a mask at work. That's just the reality of where we are here in the Midwest. And our numbers are fine. I went to a baseball game last night with fans, a professional baseball game last night in Sioux Falls, South Dakota with fans. And I saw, I could count on my one hand how many people were wearing masks. I'm that I'm really, I'm being dead serious with you. And there's a, and they were people like spaced out. Yeah. There was social distancing and everything like that. Like some aisles where you go up, some aisles you go down. Um, every other row was taken and it was like very much like sit in your assigned seat. Do not sit in somebody else's. Uh, they had videos going like every couple of innings, basically like replaying the rules for you. But again, like there's no, and the threat is always going to be there, but it's not like you're seeing a spike in Sioux Falls. It's not like Sioux Falls, South Dakota is on CNN. It's like, wow, can you believe they open the gates? And now everybody's sick. It's just, the threat is there, obviously, yes, but it's different here. Not everybody. We're in New England. Everybody lives on top of each other. You can drive for 10 minutes and drive through four different towns and have no idea about it. Gilly, you have now been to Nebraska. You can drive for 10 minutes and not see a single person. It's just different yeah. here. And the world that we live in is so different. So before people, I really want to say this, before people in New England get high and mighty about well, you're not wearing a mask. You're not doing this. You're the you're the problem. No, we just live in a different world. Is that fair? No, it's not. But like, I, it's not fair. You have to stay at home, wear a mask, and all that. But I'm sorry, it's just a different world that I live in compared to you. It is a threat, but it is not threat level midnight. <laughs> I mean, out here in the Midwest, it's just it it's around, but it's not it's not encompassing every little thing that we do so understand yeah, that when you're, you're not in an urban area out there too, right. realistically so, so when people are here tourism is a big thing too during the summertime yeah. which i know it's a different factor for you guys but that's one big part of it and even some like newport rhode island for example they've kind of i know for a fact that they've had uh police officers literally going through squad cars on the streets like it's almost like a post-apocalyptic where it's like yeah. they're on the intercom saying where a mat like that type of almost ominous uh, kind of not. overtone to to the community because so many people are coming in and going to the restaurants and stuff. So that's what makes it tricky because it's like, all right, you get all these people from Connecticut, Massachusetts, New York, et cetera, that usually summer in Rhode Island or in these nearby areas. So that's where it's a different type, type of dynamic. But for the most part, I mean, Iowa and Nebraska, not very – like people travel to there, obviously, sure. but it's not to the same extent. It's like, it, I don't know. My mom At least not for here. until football season. Football yeah. season is probably a different animal in terms of that's like the well, tourism season. And I'm not sitting here saying let's pack the stadiums to 80,000 full and yeah. have it normal. I'm not saying that. We do need to be socially distant and probably have no fans at games. But understand, yeah. before you call Scott Frost an idiot, before you blame Nebraska or Iowa or Wisconsin for being the issue with all this because we're not wearing masks, understand we live a different in a different world than you do right now. So take that into account before you – you go on uh, Twitter and blast Nebraska for, or Scott Frost for saying those things. But again, I think, get back to my point, I think it's very easy to be able to seclude kids and put them in a bubble with their teams where they are pretty much, all you do is stick around your team and coaches um, like they are already right now with their workouts, have all the athletes take their classes online. You can have it done 
very easily done that way and they don't have to worry about it but it's almost like ironic or not even ironic but just idiotic maybe that the big 10 schools are saying hey let's put all these kids back into school but we can't have football so now you're treating the student athlete as just a student now they did say they're going to let the kids like keep going to the facility getting you know tested stay in keep working out but it's just not the same as what it could have been i feel like they're attacking the wrong the wrong issue here and this is where i feel like it is uh it, it is a more coming true that it is about the legalities and liability than anything else so um one thing i will say though is i feel like if i, I think it's it's coming down the pipeline which i i feel like you're um you would agree with this to, to some extent at least that um as we kind of progress with college athletes um slowly getting paid or being able to benefit off their likeness that's produced by different colleges and whatnot i i think that that more i don't know if it'll be a stipend or whatever um comes down the pipeline that they'll actually get more financial um benefits probably in like the next i don't know say five years in terms of them actually collecting real checks rather than just I don't know, different sponsorships that they can get, which is starting this season, right? Um, or was starting. But to that extent, though, I, I think that, that that also kind of hurts their case to be able to um, put players in that position to say, hey, like this is, we're going to play. You can opt in or opt out and almost like treating them like a professional athlete where it's, it's up to them to be, to make that, to weigh those decisions. And just like with the NBA, which it, it's fine. Some guys wanted to play. Some guys were like, you know what? Absolutely not. In my situation, I can't play. Same with baseball, soccer, et cetera. And we're going to see the same thing with the NFL. But um, I think with them not being able to uh, to really be on, on the payroll um, in a more formal way, it makes it a little more difficult. And even from a, an optic standpoint, I feel like that's part of the angle of like a, a league like the Big Ten where it's like, God forbid something bad happens. It's like, man these players are getting exploited. So that, that would be one thing that I feel like um, I've seen a little bit about where it's like, you know what, if they're not getting paid, then I, I wouldn't blame them all to, to opt out if the season were happening. Um, so I just feel like that's one angle of it too. I just wanted to include. Yeah. And uh, speaking of players opting out, uh, Rondell Moore of Purdue. I mean, obviously it's not an issue now with the big 10 canceling <laughs> fall sports, but Rondell Moore, uh, a fantastic player, uh, and a guy that's a first round draft pick again. So add him to the list of other guys going to be first round draft picks. That was a blog I wrote about because I would love, absolutely love to see Rondell Moore in a Patriots uniform. The guy can do it all. Um, it's pretty much a slot receiver, but you could have him move anywhere in the formation. You could have him run the ball if you want. I mean, he's the perfect Swiss Army knife for Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. But um, so he's opted I mean, out. That's Chris Godwin. Like a yeah, Chris Godwin prototype. It was like a real, real slot receiver athlete, not like a Wes mm -hmm. Welker type where you're like, okay, you're in the slot, but yeah. you're just getting pounded. It's <laughs> like on concussion right. watch. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that's a big one, but again, doesn't matter now. Um, but that adds to another a list of, of big names. Um, and then you were speaking of like players, uh, you know, trying to, I guess, maybe unionize. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was leading that charge. And boy, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you talk about a guy that, like I said, he could opt out if he wants and nothing will change. He's still the number one overall pick. No one's going to dispute that. Yeah. Um, but he wants to play. He really wants to play. And uh, he put out the hashtag, we want to play a lot. And, and that's the guy that has to do it, a guy with his prominence and name. Um, you know, like I said, Micah Parsons might be the best defensive player in the country, might be the best defensive player in the NFL draft this upcoming year. Um, say they swapped and Trevor Lawrence opted out and Micah Parsons to try and lead the charge. 
doesn't have the same quite enough punch as Lawrence would have a quarterback of a top elite team in college football. Um, and a number one the program, a Heisman yeah. hopeful. He's the face of college football right now. And yeah, he says, no, we want to play. So um, I thought that was awesome on his part. Uh, and I mean, it's, it's working. The ACC and the SEC are basically gung ho on playing. The big 12 is as well. The big 12 just put out their schedule today. No Nebraska on it from what I saw, but we'll talk about that in a second here. But um, no, there was a lot to unpack uh, this week in college football. And uh, Donald Trump even tweeted about college football. He wants college football to come <laughs> back. So that was pretty crazy. Um, so, okay. We, we got through all that. I think we kind of touched a little bit, at least on everything that happened. There's a lot that happened. So I'm sorry if we didn't get to all of it, but there's a lot that happened. And like I said, the, the main story, at least I feel, in college football right now, yes, the Big Ten canceled, but there's a certain team that is making headlines in terms of their uh, unwillingness to accept the Big Ten's rules, and that would be my own University of Nebraska Cornhuskers. So again, let's take you back, and I'm going to go quickly check on my blog quick just to get like a kind of a timetable because that's what I did today. I kind of just wrote out a quick You're giving yourself another click. I get it. No, it's okay. Yeah. Just um, yourself another <laughs> a quick so like i said the mac canceled this weekend uh and there was rumors the big 10 was going to cancel um so scott frost and a lot of coaches and schools had press conferences on monday ready to go and scheduled because they were going to talk about practice in the start of the season and the schedule and yada 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 a lot of schools canceled their press conferences just because, well, we're not going to send our coach out into a shitstorm of, you know, Hey, are you playing or not? And they're like, dude, I don't know. I'm not in those phone calls. Um, so Scott, but Nebraska did not, they did not cancel. And Scott Frost went out there. He didn't have a piece of paper. I truly, truly feel like he spoke from the heart. Um, and he spoke the, from the heart of, I feel like us Nebraska Cornhusker fans. I think, you know, we haven't had a big defining program win under Scott Frost yet. I think this was his finest hour as Nebraska head coach. I watched the press conference. I texted Gilly right after it happened. Gilly was busy working, actually, being a good uh, model citizen. But I texted <laughs> him right after, and I said, what a goddamn press conference by Scott Frost. Um, and, and look, Scott has grew up He's in Nebraska. Stones. He's got some he stones. He's got some stones, right? He, he grew up in Nebraska. He played for the Huskers. He won a national championship. He played under Tom Osborne. I mean, the dude is as much – Yes, he's the head coach, but he's as much of a Husker fan as I am or as anybody. And, I mean, let's just start out with he came right out and came right at the Big Ten. And he said it the right way. Like, we would love to play a Big Ten schedule. That's the conference we are in and we want to. But if we don't, we're going to play somewhere else. We are 100% committed to playing this year. We hope it's the Big Ten. But if not, okay, we'll We'll go somewhere else. And he made that point a few times. And that was the main point of what he said, um, which was fascinating to think because it's like, whoa, can a team do that? That doesn't make a ton of sense that they could, but okay. I mean, and look, we're all behind it. Like I said, with Nebraska, um, you got to understand the Huskers in college football are a lot of what these people out here live for. I mean, Yes, you can make the jokes that's a flyover state and there's nothing but corn, and you're partially right about that. But trust me when I say people care about college football here. They care about the Nebraska Cornhuskers, whether it's good or bad. And it's recently been bad, but they still care. Um, Frost also made the point about how much money 
the university would lose. This was not just him coming out and saying, my players want to play, so I want to play. I mean, he came out and made points. Um, Nebraska's estimated to lose uh, 80 to $120 million if there's no football season, and that's just Nebraska. That's not the economy of uh, that's of, just the of, athletic department, right? Yeah, that's not Lincoln. I read that right, yeah. Um, which I pointed crazy. out, for people listening in New England, and I made this point a couple of weeks ago, I believe, on this podcast, was that um, when <laughs> – nice truly there, Mike. Truly. Well, truly. Sponsored, this is truly. We appreciate truly, you. Truly uh, an impactful segment. So, um, I'm sorry. Continue. Like I said, with pro sports, like when if like with the Red Sox not having fans, the Celtics and the Bruins being in a bubble, it doesn't hurt Boston. Like Boston will keep on chugging along just fine without those pro sports teams playing. But think of Foxborough, where the Patriots play. For the most part, very small, sleepy New England town, not much going on. But for eight to ten Sundays a year, it's bustling. And there's probably a lot of locally owned shops that rely on those eight to ten days when everybody is there to survive all year. There's a lot of places like that in these college towns. Not a lot of them are these big self-sustaining cities. Um, Yes, Lincoln's a pretty rather large city in terms of Nebraska, but still it does sometimes need the Huskers. There's going to be a lot of businesses that need the Huskers to play football um, for those six, seven days a year. So anyways, uh, Scott does that, and and that kind of led the charge of other Big Ten coaches and big big name Big Ten coaches. This wasn't Greg Schiano at Rutgers, Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. Um, I mean, they're big, bigger name guys, but it was Ryan Day, James Franklin, Jim Harbaugh, arguably the three biggest name coaches uh, in the Big Ten, all tweeted after that, basically saying, yes, we want to play. We're behind Scott Frost 100%. Don't cancel the season. Um, I will say, Gilly, I was very surprised that there was a certain coach that abstained comment in your very own uh, hero, PJ Fleck. That was a little strange. I don't. What are your thoughts on that? And in terms of like, do you think that's just him uh, kind of trying to be diplomatic and not really? Uh, you know what? Actually, you know what? Here's my thought. I would probably say that he might have his eyes set on a uh, a bigger post in the, the the future. So perhaps he's not trying to burn any bridges in that regard, and he's trying to play be a company man, obviously a university man, whatever you want to say. Um, and then the next huge job that opens up, maybe he's in the position to take that, whether it be not that I think I think Franklin's great, so I don't think Penn State, but you know what I mean, that type of level program to kind of t- take that well, next level. Because I'll stop you real know. quick. Uh, a lot yeah. of contracts like that have a no compete clause, even if you get fired from that school within the conference, meaning you can't. Even if Minnesota fires you, you can't go to Ohio State or Michigan or okay. wherever. Even if you try to leave, you can't just go. There's a lot of contracts have like a no compete clause within the um, within their own conference. So. I'll All right, then fine. Texas, say Texas, then. Okay, yeah. Texas, Florida State, they'll they'll screw it up again. They'll they'll be asking for another coach in a year or two. <laughs> I think that's more uh, just Minnesota's not as driven as an Iowa or Nebraska in terms of needing to play college football. Um, okay. People there still have things to do, and like I said, with the small town, Iowa <laughs> City is another one, kind of small town feel ish. I mean, it's a big town in terms of things, but small town feel. Um, compared to Minneapolis or St. Paul to where the Gophers are. The Gophers are in Minneapolis. They will survive just fine without Gopher football, Viking football, T-Wolves basketball, Twins baseball. They'll do just fine. Um, so the, T-Wolves basketball is where I draw the line. Yeah. They need they need the T-Wolves. Um, future, future part owner, Kevin Garnett. 
he uh, we'll make it happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but like, no, that is a fair point though. You're right. They'll they'll they, turn on. I don't think that yeah, Minnesota Golden Golfers didn't quite have as much at stake as uh, some of the other schools in programs. So, um, but no, I like I said, I think that was Frost's greatest hour as or finest hour as a Husker head coach. Um, and like you said, Gilly bold. I mean, I said that in my blog, like what he said about, um, Hey, at the bit, we don't play a big 10 schedule. We'll go somewhere else and play someone else. That was, I guess, I don't feel like it does him justice to say that was bold. He promoted open anarchy against one of the most premier conferences in college football. If they cancel the season, he basically, he basically told the big 10, if you cancel our season, you can go shove. We're going to look for opportunities elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's bold. Um, yeah. I like how he phrased it, too. I think the quote was, I just had it up. Our university is committed to playing no matter what, no matter what that mm-hmm. looks like and how that looks. We want to play no matter what, who it is or where it is. I, I don't well, know. That's a, that's a it, mic it, drop it, right there. For some people, that's bold. We'll get to some other people that thought that came across as whiny. So this drama and saga continues. To, uh, the next day on Tuesday, when the Big Ten officially announces we're done, we are finished with the fall season. Um, football is postponed until the spring. The spring's not happening, folks. Just stop. The spring is not happening. It's the Big Ten's way of throwing word language in there so that Nebraska can't do that and say, Well, if you cancel our season, we have every right to go play somewhere else because the Big Ten's saying, No, 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 we'll play in the spring. Don't worry about it. It's not going to happen. But that's the Big Ten's way of covering their own ass from exactly what we're talking about uh, utter anarchy um, and also so, trying to to mitigate any of the, the the backlash from fans and whatnot where it's like right, right now you have those people that are being convinced that it's like well well they'll, they'll play in the spring it's okay we'll get some football it'll be it won't be the same but it'll be something when realistically and, i think you're right i think there's probably a 10 to 15 percent chance of that actually happening yeah and to harp on that fact again scott frost did talk about that because people asked him what about playing in the spring and he said dude there's no way you're a body can withstand playing basically two seasons of football in one calendar year. Not possible. It's you can't do yeah. it. Um, these we put these kids under too much stress already. And then Nebraska did, and I forgot to put this in my blog, but they had DiCaprio Boodle, Adrian Martinez, Matt Farniak, uh, three of the basically captains, leaders of the team speak after Frost. And Scott even says, like, hey, we're gonna give them to you. We did not prep these guys. They're gonna speak from the heart here. And they agreed. They said the exact same thing of like, look, we want to play. And uh, but it's impossible to play two seasons in one calendar. You, you just can't do it. You're the excuse of postponing the fall season for player and safety health. You just chuck that out the window by promoting that we should have two seasons in one calendar yeah. year. That's just it's moronic. So I feel like that's not something that's being talked about enough, to be honest with you, because I, I, I don't know. I've, I've heard that point. But at the same time, I don't think it's been harped on enough where it's like, when you really think about the feasibility of that, that's just insane to ask of uh, student athletes to be like, Hey, we're going to run it back. And I don't know how many months would that be? It would be like, you have the, your spring season, which realistically for the big 10, at least that'd have to be late spring. It's not like you can be like, all right, season starts in January. Let's go. Probably mm-hmm. not. It's probably going to be March, if not April, which again, you're running into the whole NFL draft thing for any prospective uh, draft prospects that are coming through. But even that aside, then they're playing from what would it be at least three months, if not four months. So mm-hmm. you'd be pe- playing, let's say April um, into well into July, if not touching into August. And then I, I guess you can push back the next season a little bit, but at the same time, you can only do it so much unless you're, 
I don't know. That is insane to think because it's that that would be awful. And just imagine the amount of injuries and shit that, that would happen. If you want to talk about liability, eh, that could be something that's talked about down the line where it's like, hey, this is an unsafe right. circumstance. You would never put paid athletes in this situation. So why would you do college yeah. this to college athletes? Yeah. No. no, exactly right. Um, so then the Big Ten cancels their season officially. Uh, like I said, Iowa obviously was a team that voted no. Uh, it started gaining traction after Frost came out with his uh, open rebellion speech, um, which, by the way, I want to coin the phrase now. Uh, this is now known as the Great Nebraskan Rebellion of 2020, just so everybody knows. The Great Nebraska Rebellion of 2020. Um, I'm coining <laughs> it now. So, uh, but anyways, um, they cancel the season, and basically every team or program university that was like, hey, we kind of want to play, uh, kissed the ring of the Big Ten and put out their statements of unity saying, hey, it sucks. We're disappointed. We were on the opposite side of the fence with this subject. But, um, all right, you know, we agree with the conference's decision, and we'll move on. Thirteen teams did that except for one, and you guessed it, the University of Nebraska. Now, here's where the kicker is interesting here, is while every other school is pretty much coach said one thing or the AD said it, uh, the presidents are the ones who made this decision to cancel or postpone the season. Nebraska's response back was drafted by Bill Moose and Chancellor Ronnie Green and basically said it's disappointing and we're going to try to look elsewhere to play football this year. So that doesn't tell you that it tells you that it wasn't just frost and the players saying we want to play football because no duh, all the players and coaches want to play football. That's a given. But for the university, the leadership of the university who doesn't set foot on the field says that that tells you the entire university was behind frost and that they agreed with everything he said, like, nope, we're with you. Let's find somewhere else to play this year. Um, which is, I think, the really strong statement that Nebraska made to the Big Ten um, in the fact that, I mean, these are guys that sit in the, you know, suit and tie meetings with the commissioner, Kevin Warren, and says, you know, hey, dude, <laughs> fuck you. This was a big <laughs> middle finger by Nebraska to the Big Ten in their decision. Um, now, they – Kevin Warren, again, commissioner of the Big Ten, went on the Big Ten Network immediately after the announcement was made and talked about it. And uh, they asked him straight up twice about what Nebraska said. Can they, under the legal rules and their uh, agreement with the Big Ten, can they go play somewhere else? And he dodged the question for some weird reason. And he said, I viewed uh, Coach Frost's comments yesterday in Nebraska's statement today as um, basically like fits of passion. Uh, from a very passionate fan base just tell us yes or no dude so because yeah. then a few hours later uh they're probably hashing it out they probably didn't know to be honest right realistically maybe. like it was yeah. probably like we don't know what we want to say here so dodge that and we'll come back in a day or two right and he might have maybe reached out to nebraska and been like you know hey what are you guys thinking about i'm you know what, what are you talking about um yeah but then he did an interview with yahoo sports and that was a big fat no nebraska cannot go anywhere and <laughs> find another place to play so right there the battle lines have been drawn between the big 10 and nebraska nebraska wants to go play somewhere else they want it they're committed to playing in 2020 the big 10 says absolutely not you cannot be a part of the big 10 conference and seek to play somewhere else basically if you go agree to play somewhere else you're done you're out you're out of the big 10 um which puts nebraska into a little bit of a bind because the big 10 does basically own their tv rights for the next uh 
few years. I believe it's like 2022, 2023. I can't find exactly. Yeah. Um, so even if Nebraska, say, leaves and goes to the Big 12 or becomes an independent, the Big Ten still owns their TV rights. So Nebraska will not make any money off of TV for those few years, which Nebraska doesn't need TV money to fund everything. Um, Bill Moose said it takes two, roughly two home games to fund all their non-money-making sports, which is everything except for football, men's basketball, and volleyball. Um, but, I mean, th- that TV money has to be huge, though, oh, at the huge. same time. It's, 50, right? it's so. over $50 million. It's like $54 million a year that they get yeah. from the Big Ten. So it is. It's a big chunk of change um, that Nebraska would be missing out on. And so that's a big part of it. Um, but again, so the battle lines have been drawn between Nebraska and the Big Ten. The Big Ten is not budging, but doesn't seem like Nebraska is either. Because even just tonight, I or today, I saw a tweet that said North Dakota State, the Bison, um, have reached out to Nebraska about playing a game. It doesn't sound like Nebraska hung up the phone and said, no, dude, we're just blowing it. We're just trying to, <laughs> you know, Big Ten called our bluff. We're done. It sounds like Nebraska's like, okay, yeah, let's chat it. Let's talk Trey about Lance it. Lance University. Let's Trey go. Lance. It's incredible. <laughs> um so it, battle lines have been drawn between these two. Now, here's the part that happened today. So that was all Monday and Tuesday. I'm st- this is a long timeline. This is three days of Nebraska drama going on here. Um, so today w- was kind of the fallout from media personality about everything that happened. It started actually yesterday with Mike Wilbon on Pardon the Interruption, or Tuesday, where he's a Northwestern alum. And, and on the he, board of trustees, too, to be fair. Where it's yeah. like, okay, he's got some bias in here. You right. know what I mean? So he basically said, Nebraska, if you don't like it, get out. The Big Ten was fine before you got here, and you haven't exactly uh, made the Big Ten like that much better as much as you think you have. Um, see you and don't let the door hit your ass on the way out, basically, is what he said. Um and then the real strong fighting words, which is fine, whatever. Mike Wilbon, whatever. Northwestern grad, if that's if this is your time to shine, fuck you, go for it. Uh, <laughs> the one that really had me enter, like that had Nebraska fans, because we already don't like this guy, Desmond Howard. We're not a fan of Desmond Howard. Husker <laughs> fan. He's not our favorite guy already. Um, he came out this morning and said Nebraska should issue a public apology. Not happening. And they should, or the, then the Big Ten should be searching for ways to kick Nebraska out of the conference. Desmond, Desmond, take it easy there. I, yeah. I mean, let, let's take it easy because first off, Nebraska is very valuable to the Big Ten. That would be an incredibly short-sighted move by the Big Ten to kick Nebraska out. I think I saw somewhere in Nebraska's 20th. In, on Forbes list last year in terms of most valuable teams and programs in college football right now. And that's speaks volumes to the, the program's prestige, right? Right. Like, without being a, a, not that it's, it's really not a winning program right now. Realistically, they're on uh, an upturn, hopefully. Um, but at the same time, that that's crazy that it's still 20th without, uh, without being like in the playoff or anything crazy within the past uh, few years. On that list, they were five spots ahead of Clemson. Really? It tells you that right there, how valuable Nebraska is. And if you're the Big Ten, you're kicking out a top 20 money program. Okay, that's a smart move. Um, just kidding, it's not. Um, and, and like oh. I said, they were they were saying the Big Ten's been fine for like over 100 years without Nebraska. 
Uh, Nebraska, here's a good stat for you. If they don't find a way to play football this year, it'll be the first time they have not played since 1889. Nebraska has played through the Spanish flu of 1918, two world wars, the Depression, and played Oklahoma a day, one single day after JFK was assassinated back in uh, 1963. So, again, for those of you wondering, people in Nebraska care about their college football and care about their Nebraska Cornhuskers. So, well, it's your point too, and I, I you're probably kind of circling to this point as well, which I I think you you made this point in your in your blog too, um, regarding the Big Ten has not been um, absent of uh, right. national uh, headlines of different fiascos and um, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, I guess. Could you say cover-ups? Sort of yeah. like cover-ups and just um. Penn I mean, State what do you what do you even State. consider the Sandusky Penn State thing? Like that's yeah, that was a cover-up. Where was Desmond Howard then? <laughs> to, to be like, what was he was he saying that? He very well. I doubt he was, but he he should justify that <laughs> in terms of like you kind of have to look at the comparison there, where it's like okay, Penn State was cool to just handle how however they did with Sandusky, but meanwhile Nebraska is just even just talking about. Uh, a potential, I don't know, uh, not anarchist uh, mentality, but that's it is what it is. That that those two are not equal. I think you also mentioned the Ohio State one with a uh, um, a couple. They've had a few, to be honest, uh, in terms of you got the wide the tattoos coach. thing. Yeah, tattoos. The wide receivers coach and then beating his wife. Domestic violence. Yeah, up. yeah, there's a few. So, and and uh, Iowa right now with the racial allegations, like yeah. Desmond Howard has said nothing about that, but shame on a football team for wanting to play football this year and being upset when their conference says, no, you can't. What seems to be a very short-sighted, um, ill-advised decision. It, yeah. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with a team kicking back and fighting and saying like, wait a minute, I don't think you put as much thought into this as you did. We're not just going to roll over and accept your authority. I don't understand the issue there. Um, because then later today, uh, Ryan Day, the head coach of Ohio State, came out and said the exact same thing as Frost did on Monday, where he even said um, in his press conference, we're still looking at other options to play. Like, we're, we're not done yet. And everyone and that was great because then everyone was firing back at Desmond Howard saying, oh, my God, how dare he say that? Kick Ohio State out of the Big Ten, Desmond. Like, <laughs> like that's the hypocrisy here. And I – and um it's a non-story now because the AD for Ohio State came out a few hours after that comment and basically said, like, no, we are not doing that. We're done playing fall, fall football. I think he basically called in Ryan Day to his office and said, shut up. You're not doing that. We're not doing that. It's over. Um, that would have so, been huge, though, if there was actual traction to that. Huge ally for Nebraska because if Nebraska does it, and as you've already seen, Wilbon, Howard, Northwestern, Michigan um, – those two guys have pretty much, they're pretty much like, look, we're from schools that are prominent Big Ten powers. We, our schools built the Big Ten, and here comes Nebraska thinking that they ha they can get their way because they're whining and crying about not playing football. Just suck it up like we are. They look at Nebraska as like the whiny new kid that hasn't fit in, and we'll get to that in a second. But um, And that's where they're coming from. And, and I don't think this is what the Big Ten's feeling. I don't think this is like, leaked from Kevin Warren's desk to Desmond Howard and Mike Wilbon saying, yeah, I'm trying to get rid of Nebraska guys. Fuck those guys. Uh, <laughs> I think that's just them as fans speaking out and being like, well, if Michigan, why like Nebraska, what are you crying about? Michigan should be upset or Ohio state should be upset. Who cares what you think? Um, Pat Forty came out with something today 
and basically, I mean, he went out of his way to attack Nebraska and basically said, if uh, they don't like it, they can hop on their John Deere tractors and ride the hell out of here, um, out of the Big Ten, which I don't understand because Nebraska is a very passionate fan base. If you haven't figured that out yet, if you're a talking head, a media member, you don't want to piss them off because they don't, we don't forget it. Um, yeah, that's a stupid comment to make. And it, they went out of their way to, uh, to go after him. So, um, yeah, that, that the media, that was a big thing today. Uh, and then just, it was funny for Desmond Howard this morning says that kick him out of the big 10 Ohio state basically doubles down and says the same thing as Nebraska does. And, and it's like, what are you going to do? Kick Ohio state out of the big 10 Desmond. Think of how stupid your comment is like the, the other teams, a team said the exact same thing. And it just proved your double standard because Nebraska is the new guy. You're going to get all over them and say, kick them the hell out of the Big Ten. But if Ohio State says it, it's like, ooh, maybe we should listen. This was a bad decision. <laughs> yeah, no, it, that just shows the hypocrisy of it. So, no, I'm, I'm curious to see because as he kind of made any statement since then, um, after the day comments, I know obviously the AD kind of nixed no. it, so maybe he doesn't even feel like he'll need to address it. But That was the best thing for Desmond Howard um, was for the AD of Ohio State to come out and say, like, nope, that's not happening. So, yeah. um, all right, let, let's focus now on what's going on with Nebraska now. So, like I said, they've reached out to North Dakota State, or North Dakota State's reached out to them to talk about playing. The Big 12 released their schedule today. Nebraska was not on it from what I saw because um, that was a big thing. Everyone was like, oh, is Nebraska going to go back to the Big 12, which is an interesting thought that I want to talk about in a little bit because there was a good article, a good column, not an article, a column by Tom Chattel of the Omaha World Herald talking about how Nebraska's never quite fit into the Big Ten. And I agree with that. Now, the Big Ten's great in a number of regards. It's security. It's financial security. Like I said, $54 million in TV revenue a year. Um, that's huge. That's great. It, you, you're not going to find much better than that than maybe the SEC, but still, um, yeah. you're not going to find much better than that. Um and I saw Sam McEwen put one out earlier as well about uh, not only that, but the education side of things for the Big Ten um, helps elevate Nebraska as well. And look, I'm not saying let's get out of the Big Ten. We've only been there for 10 years. This was, you know, by all accounts could just be a minor hiccup. I don't know. Um, but a lot of people wanted or thought it'd be fun for Nebraska to go back to Big 12 for a year. I feel like that's just the easy way out. Um if you don't remember from 10 years ago when Nebraska left for the Big Ten, it wasn't Nebraska going to the Big Ten because, holy shit, the Big Ten has an opening. We need to jump at it. Nebraska was getting out of the Big 12. Uh, the Big 12 was basically run by Mac Brown and the Texas Longhorns. Texas was ruining <laughs> the Big 12. Um, they were basically creating their own monopoly in it. And if you don't believe me, then why the hell did Missouri, Texas A&M, and Colorado all jump ship when Nebraska did? And Texas A&M went to the SEC, cut off their rivalry at Texas, and when Texas came back to them to say, hey, let's renew our annual rivalry, Texas A&M basically was like, new number, who dis? They, I mean, they, were, they, they basically were like, dude, we don't need you as much as you thought we did. Um, yeah, Texas screwed themselves. So it, it would be fun for nostalgia purposes for Nebraska to go back, but I don't think that's a viable option. That's kind of – you burn that bridge, I think, if you're Nebraska. Um, so that's why I think you stick with the Big Ten. Um, it just gives you too many advantages. I mean, the one nice thing about the Big 12 is we always recruited Texas well. Um, it's tough to recruit Texas in the Big Ten because 
I mean, where, where's the closest school? Nebraska. I mean, you're never going to Texas. You're not going to Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor. Mom and dad can't go watch you. Um, yeah. Or Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Again, it's just hard to recruit there. Rex Burkhead, Nebraska guy, great player from Texas, Plano, Texas. Um, so I don't know. That's a tough option for me to go to the Big 12. Um, I don't know if you want to be an independent. I think you stick it out and stay with the Big 10. But I, I don't know. Maybe – Maybe there is something in the Big 12. I don't think there is, but um, it, it certainly is an interesting discussion now if Nebraska, say, does just go out on its own limb and say, fuck it, we're going to play in 2020 and we'll see what the Big Ten does. Maybe they'll call the Big Ten's bluff of, you know, you, you, what are you going to kick Nebraska out of the Big Ten just because we played football for one year somewhere else when no one else was? Come on. Is there any chance that um, – that- Maybe Nebraska, especially too, because obviously the ACC and SEC. I feel like the SEC is going to play no matter what, to be honest. Unless yeah. it's like some, it's a national thing where it's like the actual. I don't know. It'd have to come from some hierarching uh, authority where the governors of each state are going to have to step right. in because the SEC rolls on ACC probably a little less so, but at the same time, for the most part, they might be along the a similar train of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, however, with Nebraska, do you think that they could? Could they kind of like do some type of like not exhibition type schedule, but sort of where it is like it's not really a formal schedule and they're not totally independent. But if they label games in a certain way as exhibitions or whatever, do you think that that might be a, a way to kind of toe the line and and not really uh and make big the Big Ten kind of make that decision where it's like, hey, if you want to be hard asses, you can be hard asses. But at the end of the day this wasn't a normal schedule. Like, do you, do you see something like that happening where maybe they play four to five games instead and it's just kind of just to wet the beaks of fans and, and make a little bit of money? Um, Maybe, and that's only if they try to be an independent, put a schedule together. Because, I mean, the service academies still need to play games. Um, And there's other conferences, like Conference USA has not announced to cancel. The MAC is the yeah, only they've been quiet. And the Pac-12, and I, I completely forgot to mention earlier, uh, the Pac-12 with the Big Ten made their decision, but who gives a fuck about the Pac-12, honestly? Um, <laughs> I mean, no one. There are Oregon State fans listening to this saying, what the <laughs> hell? Um, which is fun. There is a, a fan in Virginia. There's someone that listens to us in Virginia. Like every episode from Washington, Virginia, shout out to Virginia. Yes. True. Please. Actually, who I'm repping today. Yeah. There you go. There little, you go. Virginia snapback. Straight out of Whoville. Shout out Charlottesville. <laughs> um, <laughs> I literally got it there, too. I don't know what Nebraska does this year. I think um, I, I said this, I, I don't think it's enough time to put something together uh, like an independent schedule. And especially after that, if you go independent for one year, you're, you're an independent until you find another conference. Now, granted, Nebraska has the tracker. Like I said, they're a prestigious enough program that yes, another conference is going to line up and say, we want you, we'll take you. Um, so it's not like they'll just be sitting out there like, Ooh, we misplayed our hand bad. And now we're stuck with nothing. Um, someone would take them, but well, regionally though, isn't, I mean, you already alluded to it, but I mean, other than the big 12, what would be the other premier option? Like I know with Missouri being in the sec, it's kind of like a b- bizarre thing, but like, I, I, I still, from a regional perspective, that doesn't make sense to me. So I don't think that Nebraska joining the sec would make sense, no. but I, I, if they would be asking, I'm sure. I don't know. You, you pull a Big East type thing with basketball, and it's like, all right, we got Creighton in the Big East. Like that really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But at the end right. of the day, if the money talks, then whatever. SEC well, is just the name. It doesn't that, really need to be that strict. I was gonna say that's part of it. Like it's just sort of uh, 
I mean, with every, with colleges now, they can afford all this travel. I don't think it really matters. I mean, yeah. um, like we talked about with a couple episodes ago with Notre Dame going to the ACC, geographically, it doesn't make a ton of sense for them. To, like the Big Ten makes a ton more sense for Notre Dame than the ACC geographically. Yeah. Um, but they can afford the travel. What To them, a plane trip down to Miami is no different from a plane trip to um, going to Illinois or something. So, uh, yeah, I don't think that it, that it matters. If I had my pick of the litter, if Nebraska had to go out on its own again, I would say go back to the Big 12. Um, yeah. It'd be tough feelings hurt. It'd be cool because, like, oh, the nostalgia. We're playing Oklahoma again. Um, that rivalry is renewed. But there, I think there's still hurt feelings. And I saw that on a – a thread with some big 12 fans that were basically like, um, like, no, Nebraska, you know, ripped the big 12 apart last time they were here. You know, I'll <laughs> never forgive them for that. Even though there's like other people chiming in, like, dude, that was Texas is doing like Nebraska was right to leave. Um, but I, I just don't know. I, I think my prediction is unfortunately as much of a game Scott Frost talked as much of a, you know, as much as Bill Moose, Ronnie Green and the university talked and has stood their ground. And I appreciate that. I love that. I love the rebellious spirit. Um, I love that we didn't just roll over and accept what the Big Ten put out there. Uh, if Mike Riley was still the coach, he would have definitely just been, oh, well, shucks, you know, that's how it rolls. We <laughs> know football this year, boy. Sorry about it. Um, but <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. I think Husker fans can appreciate that, even if it doesn't end up coming out the way we want. Um, I, I, I feel like this year is the lost year for Nebraska football. I don't think we play, um, just because if you, I don't know, unless you have a guaranteed assurance from the big 12, like, yes, we will take you back or the sec or something. Um, cause I don't want to go to the pac 12. That would be awful. I was going to say, that's the thing. There, there really aren't that many feasible options. So you almost don't want to run the risk of burning that bridge unless you are comfortable enough with the Big 12. That's Because that's pretty much it. It's like ACC makes no sense. Like I know, obviously, Notre Dame being involved kind of stretches their their travel. But like imagine going to Nebraska, like Nebraska and the ACC. Now, I almost want to see that happen just because of how bizarre that would be. But that doesn't really make a lick of sense either. No. And I mean – I don't know. Just dominate it, it, the Mac. Just yeah. dominate. <laughs> the Mac or like the American American uh, Athletic Conference or something. But Oh, true. Think, the AAC, yeah. Yeah, I think unless like the Big 12 comes out and basically says like, we will take you back. No hard feelings. Put her there, friend. Like it was a weird 10 years. Sorry about everything. Um, yeah. That's the only way I would do it. But then still, I feel like there's, again, you'd almost not be starting from uh, step one in terms of like, it, of uh it's like a relationship with a, with a person. Like if you break up for a few months or a year, when you come back, do you start back at square one? Do you start back at like where you left off? Like it's a fluid situation. I've been there. It's tough because you're yeah. usually you've evolved and you've changed a bit. So it's like, all right, well, I know what Texas used to like. I don't know if they like that anymore. <laughs> Just, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds weird putting it like that, but. I mean, I would, I, I would, it would be fun to go back to that rivalry, but it's like, and fun to go back to those times. But I just don't know where you go from, from here. I think you stick with the Big Ten. I, and like I said, I, as a Husker fan, even if eventually Nebraska said, look, it's just not feasible with the amount of time we have to put together another schedule, we did everything we could. I still appreciate Scott Frost and Bill Moose and everybody going out there 
and flipping off the Big Ten and telling you, telling Kevin Warren, you can shove this decision to cancel football season straight up your ass. Um, I appreciate that. I really do. Um, even if we don't get to play, uh, I, I know it's not just, they're not just going out there and putting on a front and a show of like, well, this is how we keep the fans from being like, you gave up on us, you know, and then we'll, don't worry, we'll roll over. No, they're going out there yeah. and fighting. They're fighting the good fight. <laughs> and I appreciate yeah. that. Um, but I just, I don't know where they go from here. I think they lose the season. I think they stick with the big 10. Um, but does it cause irreparable, irreparable damage? Like I said, Tom should tell a great column in the point that Nebraska is just never really truly fit in with the big 10 yet. We have a couple of rivals. Iowa's a natural rivalry, but even you heard with Aaron Sorensen a couple of weeks ago where she said like some fans, even Iowa fans like to say, Oh, it's not a rivalry. It is. The fans don't like each other. I don't ever want to live in the state of Iowa. I despise it that much that I hate the university of Iowa that much. I don't ever want to live in Iowa. Cause I think even though they live a stone's throw away from me, I don't like their ideals of society and civilization and how they raise their children. I just don't. So, you know, it, I think that's a rivalry. Um, you know, I don't like Wisconsin, but I love traveling there. Uh, Northwestern's kind of become a little, much, little, little bit of a rivalry. But again, Nebraska's never quite found its footing in the Big Ten. It's a fault of our own. You know, I'll, I'll admit that. That's not all. The, that's not the Big Ten's fault. That's partly a fault of our own. But um, it always kind of felt like a, a puzzle piece that just didn't quite fit right in the Big Ten. You know, um, I, I, I'm having a tough time explaining it, but that's just <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I. And like I said before, like I support it. I still support Nebraska's decision to go to the Big Ten, run away from the Big 12, because Texas was ruining everything. Um, and, and it was the right decision to make, but it still just doesn't quite feel like home for Nebraska. It still feels like sometimes you look back at the Big 12 and it's like, ah, we should be playing Texas Tech this week, not Indiana. Yeah. No, that's. I don't know. I don't know. There's no, it's going to be tough in the sense of like, especially if, wait, wait, what's the state of the Big 12 realistically of, of where they've been in terms of like what do you mean? conference play? Are, so they, they are, as of right now, they're proceeding as is sort mm -hmm. of with the nine schedule, conference, but. 10 game schedule, nine conference games, one non conference game, um, which a lot of people are like, whoa, is that going to be Nebraska? It's not. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but if the Big 12 might try to get ahead of that rumor by releasing their schedule uh, Wednesday to basically yeah. be like, if people are going to be like, oh, is Nebraska joining the Big 12? They're like, shit, just put the schedule out before that becomes like too much of a story. And we have to like sit here and spin the wheels of like, no, Nebraska is not coming to the Big 12. Um, so, but do you think they could potentially pull a Big 10 essentially where it's like, all right, all of a sudden, boom, in uh, two weeks, it's like, you know what? We're going to postpone as well. Like, right. There's, there's got to be a, it is Texas for most of it. Where it's like that, I guess that's a different animal yeah. in that regard. I well, see, and that's the thing too is like everyone gets mad at people for not wearing masks, but Texas is kind of a, a hot zone right now compared to Nebraska yeah. and Iowa. Uh, it, Texas is kind of a mess in terms of coronavirus. So you're absolutely right, but um, that I did, that was a funny joke where they put out their schedule today, and basically people were like, "Oh, congrats on you know uh, canceling in one week or like scheduling your cancellation in one week," because that's kind of how it's. Uh, I, I, how it's perceived by the Big Ten. That was just so stupid to me to put out your schedule, give everybody hope, and then shut it down in six days with no real answers, like eligibility. There have been no answers to that. 
um, for players, just everything else. It's like they made the decision without like, okay, here's the 10 follow-up questions that everybody's going to ask us. It was just, we canceled the football season. We'll answer as to why for that. But then when the other 10 follow-up questions about everything else, we don't have an answer. And also too, and you can speak to this better than I, but at the same time, it's like, I, I know that the earlier, the better realistically for having kids come to camp or like, you know what I mean? I guess they're already pretty much all there, but to, to keep kids on campus or to do whatever that they need to do to get ready for the season. But at the end of the day, they still had some time, right? It wasn't like, oh man, we got to decide by next week or else it's going to be a shitstorm. Like, no, not really. Right. They could have, right. this could have come out two weeks from now and it'd be like, all right, that sucks. But I don't know. It, it would be a different conversation, I guess, but it's just, it's just fascinating. Uh, I don't know. I hope there's a 30 for 30 on it. So one day to understand why they did that to be like six days later, boom, it's canceled. It's like, what? You couldn't have waited on one or the other, at least wait for the schedule. If you're thinking about that, or if you're thinking about that decision, give it some time, make a cohesive decision and also be ready for those follow-up questions. Like Mm -hmm. you just mentioned, that's crazy. And and that's why I never understood. And I saw that on Twitter where it was like, why, why was the Big Ten racing to be the first one out with this decision? It wasn't a race. This isn't something like that you want to be the first one in there. There is no prize for being the first one to make this decision. Um, if anything, there's a prize for being the last one to be like, we held out for as long. Well, maybe not because the Big East did kind of look silly to have <laughs> that's a, true. conference tournament play first half and then be like, okay, well, everyone else canceled. So now we are. But, but at like, the end of the day, it was like they had so much more at stake, and that's why the teams, right. or at least the conferences with the least stake, wasn't the Ivy League the first team to cancel any postseason yeah. play for the NCAA tournament for basketball? Yeah. So it's like that's a perfect example of, I mean, the Ivies are you really, they're not and, really hurting for money to the degree where they're like, man, we really need this. Like, no, they're going to make that decision based on whatever logic they, they feel is best fit. So that's why the Big Ten being one of the forefront ones, like, okay, come on. Right. And, and like when the Ivy League, remember when they made that decision, we all sat there like, whoa, what the, what are you doing? Like, because yeah, it, it, it was bold at the easy. time. Yeah. yeah. That was, and, but at the and, same I mean, time, even if they took themselves out of it, I wouldn't have, I, I thought that that was a feasible option too, to be like, you know what? The Ivy's just like, you know what? There's a bit of risk. We're just going to totally um, uh, take ourselves out of it to, to be uninvolved. Because also, too, it's like, okay, and, what? So Harvard can be a 14 seed and get bounced yeah. in the first round. Like, yeah. like what is yeah. the point at that? Yale won a conference that last year, just just to let you know. But uh, oh, whatever. It's always <laughs> Harvard had a good team, actually. Though I think they they could have had a chance in an at large bid. Yeah, and um, it, it, but you're right. Like it was bold at the time, and actually, the Ivy League I think was like the first college football conference to cancel their season. I wrote about that in a blog where they called it quits for at least the spring, and I said that where I was like, I hope they're wrong, but they were the first ones to do it for basketball. <laughs> If they're the first ones to do it now, I don't feel very good about it. Um, got some smart minds over there, obviously. Yeah, they know more than us. So, But at the same time, the difference, too, was like you said, oh, okay, so Harvard can get bounced as a 14 seed. It's also the Ivy League. Like, they're not known for sports. They're not really like – no one was – Harvard was not going to be knocking on the door of the college football playoff. That was a big thing. Um, yeah. Again, Harvard, Yale, they do not rely on sports for their local economies. They just don't. Um that, that's a big part of it, too, for Nebraska. So, um, I don't, like I said, I don't think anything happens. I think that's I think this might be the end of the fireworks. It's been a fun few days. Um, yeah. <laughs> we've definitely made a few more enemies around uh, the Big Ten than we have. But 
Um, I think if I had to put money on it, if I was a wagering man, which I tend to be, um, <laughs> I think Nebraska stays in the Big Ten for the foreseeable future. Now, what happened might cause irreparable damage down the road just because obviously now the trust with us and our new commissioner, Kevin Warren, is gone, done so. Um, And probably Kevin Warren's stance on Nebraska is uh, not exactly one that he's going – a school he's going to give any favors to or is happy with. But um, I don't think there's anything immediate that's going to shock – send shockwaves um, for Nebraska football and, and, you know, change anything for years to come. Well, at the end of the day, too, I feel like he could or it could be reeled back to some degree, right, where it's like, all right, realistically, it's not like he he made this statement about, you know what, Nebraska, if you talk about like playing other teams, then you're going to you, it's going to be have to be somewhere else before those comments were made. Right. So it's like right. the, Frost made his comments and then it was like, oh, we don't really know in terms of there is no definite. Like we said, he dodged the question, Kevin Warren, uh, regarding Nebraska playing other teams. And then it came out with Yahoo, that Yahoo interview. Where it's like, oh, no, absolutely not. We're going to have to play elsewhere. So I don't know. I don't. I feel like he doesn't have a right to really um, uh, reprimand them too much because it's like, okay, you just changed your policy or came up with a policy after they made a statement about just exploratory options. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That that, that would be um, pretty asinine to me for them to be like, you know what? We're going to – you have a blemish on your record now, Nebraska. Sorry, Desmond Howard, but right. it shouldn't be the and- case. Another point that should be made is that, you know what? Let the media say what they want. Let Desmond Howard say what he wants. Say, let Michael Wilbon say what he wants. If you're a recruit in high school right now, where would you rather play? Would you rather play Michigan or Northwestern that just laid down their sword and said and bowed down to the almighty Big Ten? Or do you want to go to a place where a coach is going to fight his ass off in a university that's going to fight their ass off to get you on that football field no matter what? If I'm a recruit, and I just watched that press conference and I've seen Scott Frost saying what he says. I'm like, I want to fucking go play for that guy. That's the yeah. guy I want to run out of the tunnel with. Not, not these other schools that just, you know, you know, like I said, bowed down to Kevin Warren and just said, whatever. I want to go play at Nebraska because they care about me and they care about uh, their football there. I, let, like I said, let Will Bond, let Howard say what they want. Us fans on Twitter will deal with them. Don't worry about that. <laughs> it's They're not going to – they don't – affect recruiting it's i think that is a boon or at least a a bonus for nebraska c- recruiting wise to you know have frost pound the table basically and say i'm here fighting for my players and we want to play no and, matter what and it seems like he's representing his players well in that regard right you had those few yes. players that spoke after him so it'd be a different situation too where it's like all right that's what frost wants but at the end of the day, you have these players that are like timid, like, I don't know, I guess we want to play. It's like, no, no, no. seems like the players are on the same page as Frost, which is all you could ask for. And uh, honestly, too, I'd like to think that if his players weren't on the same page and they weren't feeling that way, that he wouldn't have come off as strongly as he did and, and said the things he said. So, yeah, no, that's a good point, honestly. That could be a nice little ripple effect for the near future. Yep. I just don't understand where the hate is coming from for a school that said we're going to lose about $100 million in revenue um, and we just want to play football for being upset with a decision that I think even you and I, who are not in the boardrooms, can agree uh, was rash and came out kind of uh, indecisively of just, 
you know, let's cancel it and figure out the rest from there. It's almost like they made the decision to cancel and then try to find arguments as to why that made sense rather than yeah. find the arguments and eventually decide, okay, this is where we need to. It was like, let's make a decision and then let's write out the pros and cons list. Not, you know, the other way around, like normal people do. That's I, what's wrong with, uh, what's wrong with basically an employee speaking out about that, you know, raising their hand and saying, uh, that makes no sense to me. Um, and I disagree with your logic here. I don't see the issue there. Um, but I mean, like I said, when Ohio state says it, that's when people were like, Ooh, wow. Ohio state's upset. Well, big 10 messed up and Nebraska says it, shut up. What have you done? You suck. You do nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, one thing too, that I, I, I wanted to, um, to make a note, cause I thought there was one thing in terms of the, the big tens, um, ultimate, like that final vote there, it wasn't unanimous, which is, I, I, I thought there was like a, I'm trying to find uh, the article or the uh, the column somewhere um, that mentioned uh, about the the Big Ten in the past, like requiring a unanimous type decision um, for for this type of, um, um, I, I, I guess, outcome to happen. I don't know what you want to call it, a vote for uh, the state of the season sort of thing. So I, I was a little surprised by that. Is that the case? Is that like a safe understanding that in the past it was supposed to be unanimous and it's maybe like it was, now we're breaking precedent by not being unanimous or is that maybe, maybe when it was a 10 team league and actually appropriately yeah. named the big 10, uh, it might've been, but, um, and for some reason, Kevin Warren did not, they asked him the same thing. Was this decision unanimous, unanimous? And he's like, I'm not going to talk about the voting process. Why do just say it wasn't like, that's fine. Like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just say, no, it wasn't, but it was a majority. And, you know, our voting process dictated that we make, x decision because of y and z like what was the what was the he dodged like every question for no reason it was like he just went on tv to be there but did not answer anyone's questions um you know it was a complete shit show on his part and like i said i don't think anything big comes out of this it's been a fun couple of days of drama um it's united nebraska fans far and wide into i mean we were already united with like behind scott frost like i said yeah, we've had some people on here that were like, oh, is Scott Frost in a hot seat. And I've, you know, defended him saying absolutely fucking not. Um, and this proves it like he the fan base is incredibly united. Um, if anything, you just galvanized Nebraska Twitter for this, you know, upcoming college football season or, or the next week at least. Um, so I don't think anything big comes out of it. But like I said, it's been fun. It's been dramatic. Um, and I've actually been a lot more uh, even keeled than I thought I would be here tonight. I thought I was going to come out here fire and brimstone. With, like I, I said earlier tonight, I was going to come out on this episode with a blowtorch. That didn't really happen. I've just kind of made I should have zagged you. I should have just said, you know what? Screw Nebraska. That's Scott true. Scott Frost yeah. is getting fired. I should have. If you had been arguing me like, no, better. Nebraska is wrong, I probably would have gotten a little hot <laughs> under the collar. The Big Ten would be better off without them. Yeah. <laughs> No, they're gonna chop up that sound bite and be like, "Wow, can you believe this?" <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna chop it up so I <laughs> make make the promo videos with Big Ten. We better without Nebraska. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. well, now you said it. So yeah, there you I go. Desmond <laughs> Howard, he's a smart man. Yeah, actually, and I I saw this earlier. I was looking up because I was joking to you about I can't wait for the uh, the merch to to drop in terms of uh, Nebraska 
um, merchandise. Um, I don't know if this shirt has existed in the past, but I saw one on Fanatics uh, where it was um, Huskers against the world with a Nebraska little uh, N logo on there. And I, I don't, I don't know if that just dropped recently, but that would be a, a pretty fitting shirt that I feel like could, uh, could make some waves on the internet. <laughs> right now, it certainly feels that way, Nebraska against the world, because uh, everybody's surprisingly enough. You know, what was the most surprising person to take a shot at us? The surprise, most surprising school. Um, oh. Ohio State wants to take a shot at us. Whatever, Michigan, sure, Michigan State. It was like Barstool, oh, really? Michigan State, or like some big Michigan State fan account took a shot at Nebraska was like, who is that? Who like, does, does anyone care what Nebraska thinks? And someone was like, dude, Nebraska all time against Michigan state is nine and two. And they're four and two against Michigan state since joining the big 10. Like, what are you talking about? Like we've, we've owned you. And they were still like, Nope, who cares what Nebraska thinks? I'm like, dude, you can't say that. Yeah. That's against Nebraska. That's funny. That's that's bizarre. Come on. You got to check yourself. You got to realize. I guess they were just doing a little heat check there to be like, hey, you know what? We, we've been above average or I guess not even that they've been average. Realistically, they're not even yeah. doing anything realistically, but they're just trying to funny, uh, check their status, funny, I guess. Funny enough, I uh, went to uh, the first Big Ten Nebraska Michigan State game in Lincoln in 2011 It was Nebraska's first year in the Big Ten. And oh. when I was a freshman in college, it was an 11 a.m. game. And surprisingly, Kirk Cousins sucked. You would think 11 a.m. <laughs> is prime time Kirk Cousins time. I was watching Kirk Cousins flourishes usually. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, that team, I watched. I went back and watched the highlights of that the other day. Kirk, That offense was Kirk Cousins, uh, Keyshawn Martin, remember him? And then yeah. uh, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Can you imagine, can wow. you, how, how unbelievable is that? Le'Veon Bell and Kirk Cousins. In the backfield, too. Crazy. What? They did very little, realistically. Actually, they were a top 10 team when Nebraska beat them. It was like a 24 3 Nebraska when we dominated Kirk Cousins at 11 a.m. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm selling Michigan State short. I'm sorry for any uh, any Sparty fans chiming in or listening in. Say, here. Don't forget, <laughs> under Connor Cook, they made the uh, college football playoff that one year. Oh, yeah. Dude, that feels like forever yeah. ago. Yeah. Holy crap. Wow, no. I, I totally forgot that happened. To be honest, and that's you know I I'm gonna be sad in like 20 years from now when the college football playoff is like this evolved thing where it's like 16 teams because that'll it'll mean less when it's like oh the college football playoff because right now it's like that it's been what the last five to eight years or so since 15 I think okay so you know what I mean but very small sample size of like oh that just recently happened yep but man crazy. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Sparty. That's uh, you know what? That's a good place to leave off this episode. We, we've covered everything. <laughs> I think we planned. My on apology to, to Sparty. <laughs> but no, I went too far. Yeah. Who would have thought I would have gone? I would have been the one to go too far. You would have been yeah, you, uh, against Kirk <laughs> Cousins, too. Your, yeah. your favorite. My guy, favorite, my guy, uh, my non my graveyard shift guy. Put him on at 11 p.m. Eastern time every uh, every night and he's going to go 400 yards. 80% completion, four touchdowns, no interceptions. That's my that's my big take. There's your college football or, I mean uh, fantasy football advice. Eleven PM or one PM? I mean eleven PM, no one's watching. I thought, it was too, like the, but... I thought he was like the classic, like Yeah, I realistically, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, like, like the closer you get to prime time, the worse Kirk Cousins is. It's like one PM is prime Kirk Cousins time. True, true. I just assume he'd be just as good super late, but I guess 
all those people watching at uh, 8 p.m. on the West Coast might be a problem. So, so, so what's my Kirk Cousins fantasy football advice? Is that what you're asking? No, I gave mine. Oh, that's mine. Oh. <laughs> draft him. Say, he's a Kirk, must draft in every format. He's a must backup QB number two. <laughs> you know what? Actually, not that bad, right? It's not terrible, but I mean, it's not. Got if I'm going into my season with Kirk Cousins as my quarterback, I want damn good running backs, wide receivers, and defense, and kicker, and tight end, and flex. I, you know what? I, I feel like I have actually had him as my backup quarterback the past couple of years, and I do, I do like him as a, an option in that regard because I feel like, but it is tough because he got a strike. He's almost like a, a super souped up version of Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's like you know he's going to ball out for like 35. It's just. You gotta hope you, you expect <laughs> correctly yeah, which right. game there will be. Yeah, there will be some games where he like carries you, but then others where it's you know you you put him. He carries you one week against the Carolina Panthers at one p.m. for like twenty eight points, and then you start him on Monday night against uh, the Dallas Cowboys, and he falls apart and gives you like eleven. So it's yeah. it, it's it's tough to tell with Kirk. So, but I'll remember that when I do my fantasy football show. Uh, two guys, fake balls, coming out next week, next Thursday, uh, during episode 11 of Verbally Committed. But you just listened to episode 10 of Verbally Committed, the great Nebraska rebellion of 2020 against the Big Ten. I think that's what I'm going to name the episode. I love what I've coined the, coined the name of it. So that's I knew going. immediately as soon as you said that, that's what you're going to name the episode. <laughs> well, you liked it. I said I tweet, I texted that to the group chat today about what I was writing my blog about, and you laughed at it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with it. That's a clever name. <laughs> it was, yeah, because it was, yeah. Of 2020. Because <laughs> it's so yeah, stupid. No. Yeah, no. I like it, though. No, it's <laughs> It's funny. So, no, there you go. That's We covered everything. I, I Well, just about everything, or at least as much as we could about college football this week. There is so much to get into, but um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, subscribe, rate, whatever, on iTunes, Spotify. Roast. Wherever you're Roast listening. us. We don't uh, care. Yeah. We'll roast us. We don't care. Thanks uh, for tuning in for the first time on Sports Country Internet Radio. Appreciate it. Uh, he's Mike Gilligan. My name is Connor Ryan. Go Big Red. As the fight song says, we will all stick together through all kinds of weather for good old Nebraska U because there is no place like Nebraska. See you later, everybody.